Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world, and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, and welcome to chapter two of the Word Weaver podcast. Today, I'll be sharing my interview with my Toronto gal pal, Julia. She's the founder and designer of Svea Swim, a new Toronto swimwear brand. It's based in Toronto and manufactured in Montreal, so it's 100% Canadian made, which I think is really cool. One of the reasons that I wanted to interview Julia is because we're both of the same mindset that life is too short not to do all of the things that you want to do. It's really easy to get caught up in what other people are going to think or worry about the fear of failure, but when you do what makes you happy, it is the best feeling in the entire world. So I got the chance to chat with Julia right before her launch last week, and she created the brand because she wanted to make women of all shapes and sizes feel confident and empowered in their bodies. And a lot of her friends were coming to her asking if she could make them custom suits because they couldn't find what they were looking for or something that fit them. She saw that as an opportunity to create a business and a brand for a wider audience because she figured that if her own friends were having trouble, then a lot of other women must be finding the same issue too. Today you'll hear Julie and I chat about her background in the film and TV industry, where she got the inspiration to start her own swimwear brand, and why it stands out amongst the seemingly saturated swimsuit market. Oh my god, that's really hard to say. If you hear me chattering in the background of her interview, that's because I only have one microphone. I still don't know what I'm doing completely yet with interviews, but we had a lot of fun. And make sure you stay tuned at the end to hear of her launch party that you can come to if you're in Toronto. I had wait with words for a while. Hi, Julia. Welcome to the Word Weaver podcast. Thank you so much for being my first ever guest. So let's start it off with, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I know you've worked in the film and TV industry, and I'd love to hear more about how that started your interest in creating a swimwear line. Okay, so my background is actually, I did an undergrad in psychology, so um, I don't have a fashion background at all, but I started working in film uh, in the costume department three or four years ago. I got my first job in Montreal through my friend's sister was working as a buyer for this designer in Montreal who was doing Christmas movies and little TV shows through Muse Productions. So I got that job the summer of, oh, I don't even remember. Anyways, got that job, worked for this designer as a buyer and I loved it like so much. And the guy that I was dating I mean, still dating. (laughs) Um, We met in Montreal, but he knew some film people from where he was from, Toronto. So when he graduated, we decided to move to Toronto. uh, And that was like almost the same time as when I finished that 
first uh, buying job in Montreal. So we moved to Toronto and he got me in contact with some of his film friends. The one that I met first worked in production design and she she got me in contact with some other costume designers and they showed me like the ropes and how I should get into the business and the two unions that are in Toronto for film and TV. Yeah, and then I knew this other girl, Katie Nolan, who actually has her own production company called Babe Nation Creations. She is amazing. And she was a friend of a friend of mine. So we met up for lunch and she was like, oh, I'm actually working on this music video. And she was like, I'll ask the costume designer if she needs any help. And I was working at uh, Babe Lore Radio as a receptionist at the time. So (laughs) I was like... Okay, called in sick. <laughs> Went to go work on this music video for free. <laughs> but it was amazing. And I met two of my really close friends now, designers in Toronto, Marissa Schwartz and Mara Ziegler. Ever since that music video, I kind of just like hopped on whatever project came their way because they wanted me on their team. And then once my name got out there, the ball just started rolling. So the way it works in film and TV, the first step in getting into film would be to get your permit status at both unions. So that's what I proceeded to do after working on a couple of indie jobs. And then I also joined this community group called CAFCAD, which is a group of designers, not only designers, just everybody in the costume designing world, like from retail to to break down workers, to background coordinators, to designers, to everything. And basically it's just like a a good group of people that just help each other out in the industry. And I'm now actually uh, on the executive board. Oh, wow. I love that. I had no idea you were on the board with them. So that's really cool. That is how you got into the industry. Would you say that you're a full-time costume designer or what's the proper term for what you do? Yeah, I would say my title is more of a costumer than a costume designer because, um, I mean, I've designed a couple of commercials and uh, a short, but I haven't costume designed a full feature or like a TV show. So I wouldn't necessarily call myself a costume designer, but... um, It's a really niche industry in Toronto. Yeah. I don't know anybody else who's a costumer. Yeah, I think... I think it's like getting bigger and bigger because film is getting bigger and bigger in Toronto. Yeah, you're right. Yesterday I walked out of my apartment and it looked like New York. There was yellow taxi cabs because there's movie sets kind of everywhere I turn near my house. Can you talk a little bit about one of your most recent projects? My most recent project, I was working on The Handmaid's Tale. So cool. (laughs) Season two. I was the key buyer for that TV show. It's like kind of dystopian. So there's a sort of made up world. And then there's a lot of flashbacks to the old world. So the buying consisted of a lot of contemporary shopping for the flashbacks. So like regular mall clothes that you would get, like go to like Ann Taylor or Urban Outfitters or whatever. Um, And then there was also this whole world where it's the world of Gilead where the wives are all in teal and the handmaids are all in red and the guardians are all in navy. And so sourcing fabrics for those costumes and just like the things that you don't even think of, like the snap buttons or the like belt loops or like stuff like that so so detailed yeah it was like a good mix between fabric shopping and contemporary that is so cool so is that where you learned how to sew and create your own clothing while working in tv and film 
Yes, myself. definitely self-taught. I took a course at um, the Make Den, which is a great place on uh, Bloor. Yeah. Um, and uh, I took there like sewing 101 like a long time ago. So I, and then I sort of just, my mom gave me her sewing machine and I sort of just like figured out how to do stuff like alterations. I'm also extremely tall. So alterations are something that I needed to know. <laughs> I wish I knew how to sew. I'm always taking stuff to my mom to get hem because I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm pretty short and I don't even know how to sew on a button, which is really embarrassing. It's like this lost art that I feel like I need to learn. Okay, so that kind of leads me into my next question. You're working in costume design, set of Handmaid's Tale, and what leads you to start Svea Swim? I've always been interested slash obsessed mm-hmm. with lingerie and bathing suits. Uh, if you saw my collection at home, it would be bad. <laughs> so I started making bathing suits for myself because I was like, I can't find ones that are nice and that are like a good fabric and that fit well and that are trendy um, unless I ordered them from like the States or Australia. Right. So I started making them for myself. And then I made my friend maybe like six or seven of my friends bathing suits, (laughs) which was more like practice. (laughs) And everybody was loving them so much. So I was like, okay, I need to do something with this. And then the creation of Svea Swim came to be. be. (laughs) I love it. So how did you come up with a name? I didn't think of a name for a long time because I was like, what, you know, sounds good and what's like trendy and what's, what will people like? And you know, what will, it's going to be like the name of the company. So it took me a long time, but my middle name is Swedish after my great aunt. Her name was Svea which is S-V-E-A. I was like, oh, like, that's kind of a pretty name. And like, I don't know, people are into that, like, yeah. Nordic, yeah. Um, trendy thing up Plus there. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I thought that would go well with swim. So Svea Swim. I thought it would come out nicely, yeah. but I think it's actually more of a tongue twister. <laughs> I think people will be reading it mostly, and it looks beautiful. It's four letters. You've also got the alliteration going on, so I really like it. Yeah, I think that was the most, the the biggest reason why I did it, because it looks nice. Yeah, I think it's easy to say. Yeah, and it's like, holler at my great aunt. Yeah. (laughs) My Swedish background. I love, did you know that we're Swedish and Finnish as well? My last name is actually Johansson. My great-great-great-grandfather was August Johansson, and he changed it to Johnson because he thought it sounded more North American. But maybe that's why I love the name so much, because it kind of goes back to my own Swedish heritage. (laughs) So moving on to the swimmer collection, can you tell us a little bit more about the pieces and what we can expect? Yes. Okay, so I have two different style bottoms. I have... I wanted to go really simple to start. I have a high-waisted bottom and a low-waisted bottom. Mm -hmm. And I love when the bathing suits sit really high on the hips, like in the 80s. I also have trouble finding bathing suits that cover a little bit less on the bum Mm -hmm. because who doesn't want to tan their bum? So I made them cheeky, cheeky bums. If uh, (laughs) you want to hide your bum, my brand is not the one for you. Yeah, Yeah. bring out the bums and... Sounds like bums out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, a high-waisted bottom and a low-waisted bottom. The high-waisted bottom sits like right at the belly button Mm -hmm. for most people and the low-waisted is like any other low-waisted, but it it like kind of scoops down and then it goes high on the hips. 
I find that, yeah, I find that if it goes too low on the hips, it cuts your leg off too, and it makes it look stumpy and short. True. So when you bring the waist or the like leg line up, it elongates the leg. And then how many tops do you have to mix and match the two bottoms with? There's three different style tops. There's a bondo top, which is like just a classic across the boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is sort of a retro style tie in the front top. And then there is sort of the wild card is the tie shoulder top. So I decided also um, not to put padding in the tops because I don't like padding and nips also need to be free. Free (laughs) Free the nip and free the bum. (laughs) Oh, and there's also a one piece. It's just not ready yet. I'm still perfecting it. Um, So it won't be launched at the same time as these, but um, there is a one piece. Amazing. I love it. So you're launching with two bottoms, three different style tops to mix and match, and then also a one piece. And I love that you named all of the suits after powerful women in history. I just think that is so cool and so on brand. And it's all about women supporting women. So can you talk a little bit about how you came up with that and what the names mean to you? I named each piece, bathing suit piece, after like strong, influential women because I want my brand to represent strong women. I want women to feel confident and strong while wearing them because the bathing suit industry is is a tough one for a lot of women. Oh yeah, especially with Instagram. Yeah, especially on Instagram. um, A lot of bathing suits are displayed on women that have bodies that are just like not attainable for most women. So that's also something that I want to show in my brand is like bathing suits for all shapes and sizes, real bodies, because that's what everybody has (laughs) we'll start with the one piece it's called the michelle Mm -hmm. the bottoms are the mary and the nora the nora is the high-waisted bottom and the mary is the low-waisted for the three tops the tie front top so the sort of retro one um, is called the rosa the one that ties on the shoulders is called the frida and the bondo is called the Amelia. So all strong women, all very influential women. So when you wear the bathing suits, you can take that power and harness it. <laughs> that is amazing. So can you also walk us through your custom fit guide and your sizes? Because I think that's really unique and I love what you're doing there. Yeah. The sizing was probably the biggest challenge out of everything. I'm like still stressing out about it. <laughs> when I first started, I was like, okay, what sizing am I going to do? Am I going to do small, medium, large? Am I going to do 25, 26, 27? And then I was like, there is no universal sizing for anything anywhere around the world. Why is there not this? Like everybody would benefit from it (laughs) why don't we make this but it doesn't exist so (laughs) i created my own sizes it's size one two three four five and potentially there'll be a size six there will be one through six for the one piece because the one piece is a little more difficult to size um than the two pieces Mm, but the two pieces all go from one to five and on my website i'm gonna have a sizing chart sometimes you're a size six us and sometimes you're a size eight us yeah so 
to get the best and most accurate measurement, I've just put all the measurements in inches. And I have sort of a, uh, like a picture with a diagram that shows where to measure on your body for the measurements of each That's perfect, number. That's perfect, real custom fit. Yeah, exactly. Basically, what you do at home before you purchase one of the bathing suits is if you have a soft measuring tape, mm-hmm. you measure where the... uh, there's like a picture and you'll see Um, but you measure where it is and then you can like use that as a guide to see what size to pick like sometimes you know you'll have like a really small rib cage but then really really large breasts so you'll have to go for a little bit there's an under bust measurement and an over bust measurement so you'll have to go a little bit up in the under bust to fit the over bust type thing but you know if if anybody has any sizing questions, I'm always available. What was really also important for my brand was that plus size women weren't excluded or separated for that matter, mm-hmm. because we always we have the stores now that are the regular stores or regular stores that people go into to shop sizes two to 12. And then we have our plus size stores. I don't think that that should exist. Why not have all the sizes in one store and you don't need to go to a plus size store you don't need to feel self-conscious about going to a plus size store and you don't need to feel bad about your body (laughs) i wanted to find a really really soft material Mm -hmm. and i wanted it to be matte because everybody wants that beautiful matte bikini yeah that's part of what i love so much about your suits is that the fabric is super soft but it also just hugs your body in the exact way that you want it to I also really love all the colors that you chose. So can you tell us a little bit more about the fabric and what goes into production? Yeah, I wanted the fabric to be really soft. And for this first run, it's a blend of nylon and spandex. So the nylon is what makes it really soft. It's really great. I'm, I want to go into a more ethical fabric later down the line. Um, it's just a little bit more expensive. So the material that I'm gonna go into is made in Italy it's like uv protected and like all that good stuff and it's uh, i think 100 percent, maybe 90 percent recycled nylon spandex so that's really good for the environment (laughs) and i think that's important so that's the for the fabric and the manufacturing of the bathing suits was also really important i wanted it to be in canada i wanted it to be able to go see the factory go see who was making the bathing suits I wanted to make sure that I had that control. So yeah, I found this manufacturer in Montreal to make the bathing suits and it's all Canadian made. So you're buying something that's supporting local Canadian designers, artisans. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so can you also talk to us about the colors that you chose for the swimwear line? So I wanted to start with four colors. And I was also thinking, I did a blast text message to all my friends being like, which color would you buy if you bought a bathing suit? Sort of did like a mini survey. And I actually got a lot of boring colors. It was black, navy, green, red. So I was going to do black and navy, but then I decided to just do black because I was like, people who who would buy the navy would also buy the black. And... I wanted to start small, so we'll start with black, and maybe I'll go into navy later. Yeah. But um, but black was one of the colors, obviously. <laughs> and then red needed to be there because, you know, 
I think that red was a really big color last summer and I think is going to continue to be a really big color this summer. And for the people who were like, I want navy, I was like, okay, I won't give you navy. I'll give you a better blue. So it's like a crimson blue. It's really, really nice. So I think the people who would who would have bought navy would either buy black or this blue. Yeah. And then for the wild card, which I think might be the most popular. Yeah. Because when people... S- when people see the color, they're like, oh, I want that. Instead of like just being asked the question of what color, yeah. people revert to what they know. People are visual. Yeah. So um, so the last color is a lilac. I think it'll be big. Yeah, that's definitely the one I'm going to buy. I've never seen this color before. But I'm also curious to know where you draw your inspiration from. You mentioned that red was a big color last summer. It's probably going to continue into this summer. How do you get inspired and where do you find different colors and fabrics? For my job in film and TV, I have to stay on all the trends and I have to know what's coming up, what colors are going to be big. Because for film, you f- you, you're filming the show, but then it comes out a year later. So it still needs to be, you need to be really on with the trends or ahead of the trends trends even. I think I drew for this particular line, I drew my inspiration sort of from the 80s with the high-waisted and the like high hip cut. I feel like I just created something that was missing. Basically, I was like, okay, if I want to buy a bathing suit in Canada, I want just a plain color, a nice matte plain color, no showing seams like on the edges and stuff. Where can I find that? And I was like, nowhere. And I was like, fine, I'll invent it. (laughs) So I think I'm drawing inspiration from what lack of there was in the market for swimsuit in Canada. And then also, you know, a lot of when I was making custom swim for friends of mine, a lot of my friends who fit in a size over 12 were like, I really need a custom because I can't find anything pretty, anything nice in my size. And that was maybe like over 50% of the people asking me were in that range. So that's when I was like, okay, there's something missing in the market. You know, I got to make those ladies feel good too. Well, I'm really excited for the launch and I'm so proud of you. And thank you for being my first ever podcast guest on the Word Weaver podcast. This is amazing. And I know your website just launched last week, so can you kind of walk us through how we can order on there and where else we can find you online? Yeah, so you can just order, the pieces are sold separately, so you can order by piece if you just need a bottom, if you just need a top, or multiple tops for one bottom. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) If you're living in Toronto, there'll be an option for pickup, so you don't need to pay for the shipping. You can follow the Instagram for updates and news. And the website will be where it's purchased. And I'm also actually having a little like launch party at Good Space um, in Toronto. It's their like a wellness studio. And yeah, if you want to like for people living in Toronto, if they want to come and like feel the fabric and like look at what the designs look like in person, there'll be a little bit of bubbly and there'll be a little bit of talking and chatting (laughs) and they can meet me and I can tell them what the brand is about. And you can also get measured. I'm going to have someone measure people there so you can figure out your size to get that custom fit I love it okay so we'll definitely follow your Instagram so we can see when the launch party is later in June but before I go I have to just ask one last question it's kind of a philosophical big picture question but I love those the best because I think it really gets to the heart of people sometimes but what is your vision for the brand beyond the launch do you have 
anything more that you want to accomplish with it? I think what I envision is just a Canadian locally made swimwear brand that people, women in Canada are like proud to wear and more than just a swimwear brand, also a community of women who are like supporting each other and bringing each other up and yeah, celebrating all body types. Perfect, perfect answer. Julia, thank you so much for being my first ever guest on the Word Weaver podcast. You have no idea how much it means to me. And again, if you want to follow Julia online, she's on Instagram at julia.costumes. Svea Swim is at svea, S-V-E-A dot swim. And the website is sveaswim.com. First podcast, guys. (laughs) You did great. As always, the show notes for today's episode will be on my website, louiseclairjohnson.com under podcasts. And let's be pals on Instagram. You can find me at Louise Claire Johnson. I had to wait with words for a while.